RadioArchives.com presents Will Murray's Pulp Classics. The Spider Magazine from January 1934. City of Flaming Shadows, The Fourth Adventure of the Spider by Norval W. Page, read by Nick Santamaria, plus the thrilling short story, The Devil's Belfry. Richard Wentworth, wealthy man about town and master of disguise, devotes his life to the pursuit of justice for the downtrodden, the poor, and the helpless. Donning a wide-brimmed black hat, sinister black cape, and a pair of 45 automatics, Wentworth prowls the streets of New York as his alter ego, the Spider, Master of Men, challenging criminal masterminds bent on enslaving or destroying humanity. Wentworth's loyal fiancé, Nita Van Sloan, and Sikh manservant and warrior companion Ram Singh accompany the spider on his quests to root out evil. The only clue to his deeds of justice, the dreaded red spider seal, left on the foreheads of those he has killed for the good of mankind. And now, the spider's thrilling adventure, City of Flaming Shadows. Chapter One Talk or Die The road ahead was black. Trees crowded close, reached down leafless skeleton arms. The low-hanging clouds of the night seemed to squat on their tops. Richard Wentworth sent the rented Ford Roadster bumping up a rutted hill, leaned forward and switched off engine and lights. The car, in total darkness now, sped on with its momentum, topped the rise and scooted creaking down the steep grade beyond. Wentworth watched the parting of treetops overhead that marked the direction of the road, a lighter gray streak amid the darkness. Without warning, he wrenched the wheel violently to the right. The car's tires whined and popped on the gravel, struck a ditch violently, and the Ford jounced with a rattle and crash into the woods. It battered through the underbrush, found almost miraculously a break in the thick trees, and jerked to a halt. Wentworth sat motionless, listening. That swerve from the road had not been blind. A break in the treetops had revealed the small opening into which he had wedged the ford. Above him a cold wind rattled leafless branches. Shrubbery creaked, springing back into place behind the ford, concealing it from the road. Distantly a dog howled. That was all. No sound of that car which, hanging persistently at his heels for ten miles, had finally sent him crashing into hiding. No sound? That was the answer for which Wentworth had hoped. He was pursued. Detecting that trailing car, he had spurted on past his goal, doubled back, but the car had persisted and there was work to do. He had no more time for dodging through country roads. If they found him now, they would find the spider. The crooks who overtook the spider often lived, briefly, to regret it. Wentworth's lips were smiling thinly as he slipped from the car, a hand brushing the twin guns that nestled in the pocket of his black leather jacket. The shadows reached out and absorbed him. A half-mile away a cottage gleamed white in a small clearing. A single yellow light peeped through the denuded shrubbery that clattered hard switches against its side. The gleam of the house was not paint. Once it had been bravely white, now it was lopsided and loose shingles slapped in the wind. Its sides were polished by wind and rain. 
A shadow detached itself from the encircling woods, drafted to a shrub where the darkness was thickest. The man's hand went to his face, and a black silk mask slipped into place. The spider crept toward the lonely cottage. Months had passed since he had last donned that mask to battle with the Black Death, months in which it had seemed to him and to Nita Van Sloan that at last their dreams were to be realized, that the spider's single-handed battle against crime had wiped out the masterminds of the underworld, had left only petty criminals with whom the police could cope. It had seemed that at long last he and Nita could consummate the love that had been forced to wait upon Wentworth's crusades of justice. Now, once more, the toxin had sounded. Not in New York itself, but in Hamlet Town, far upstate. 